1: Derek dipped me for my kiss. That's yeah. so sweet. I think that's Aww, adorable. That's so cute. I did know that he was going to do that because we had talked about it before.
2: We didn't do ours on stage. We, we had ours in private after the ceremony. So like we ran out, and then we went to like a room by ourselves. And ah. So that was really special for us. Yeah, it's not for everybody. <laughs> before we decided we were going to do it in private, we're like, OK, it'd be really embarrassing if we missed um, don't want your kiss to be too long or too short. And then we're like, why got all this stress? That's like ridiculous. Like, why don't we just save our first kiss for in private?
3: Looks like they figured out how to do it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jeremy's probably more traditional, isn't he? He probably yes. wants to do the kiss on stage. Yeah, yeah I figured yeah. that's what I guessed. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not nervous about the first kiss, I'm just excited. Jeremy and I have just decided probably be super special moment they're together. Everybody witnessed it. Maybe a little awkward if we miss, but hey, we're doing anyways.
0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business but Mine. With me. Caraberry currently in pain because I injured myself getting out of bed. Yeah, that's that's where we're at now. <laughs> uh never did I think the time would come. You know, every time you see people talk about like, oh I have this pain, that pain, the other pain, look at how old I am. I would thought think, not me, I'm baby. I don't have pains, I don't have back pains, I don't have, I don't even wear glasses, I don't have to, but yet here I am, a true dumbass who ended up somehow injuring my inner thigh, simply getting out of bed, and now I can't get out of bed, <laughs> so yeah, feeling, feeling pretty good about that. Um, I really don't have a ton to say. I just want to get into the, uh, interview, conversation, what have you, that I had with Liz Bentley of Feathers in My Hair and her new Patreon called Liz Explains It All. Um, but... I did want to talk about one thing that kind of came up in our conversation because there's been a slight update into that. The beginning of our conversation is, well, we mostly were talking about the daughters, right? Okay, but the beginning of our conversation was a little just dip, just a light touch into cancel culture and how that has been um, mostly dominating like the YouTube world as of today, I kind of want to talk about cancel culture on my own and then get into the updates that happened in the conversation that we spoke about. So I, I, I don't know you guys, I think we have to have like a universal definition of what it actually means to be canceled because I don't think that it happens as much as people are making it seem like I think we're using like a very broad wide lens on what canceling is I think the term cancel culture is inherently negative because it kind of to me um, sort of like brings up the idea of like bring out the pitchforks let's all get on this one person, let's all join on the bandwagon to, like, yell at this one person and tell them how wrong they are, and that, to me, is, like, an inherently dangerous thing. Like, it's sort of like a, like a, I'm just, yeah, like a bandwagon. Like, I'm jumping on this wave, I'm riding this wave of, like, saying that I, too, am I feel negatively about what this person does, and if I don't say anything, then, like, I don't want to be part of the problem. And I I think it's like, kind of like virtue signaling. Right. And I don't think that is fair. I have seen, you know, I feel like now we're in a new age and wave of, um, holding people accountable for their past and for their present views and things that they've done. And, things that they've said and how they've, you know, imitated people and blackface and all of that. Jimmy Kimmel's now apparently taking a whole summer off to reflect on the fact that he did blackface imitating Carl Malone. I don't know what that does to change the conversation, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but with that being said, I think, you know, we should be holding people accountable and I think that's okay. Liz says in the episode that there should be and there is a difference between canceling somebody and holding them accountable for their actions and there their being consequences for their actions. And I think that people are swinging a little bit too far in the other way of like, Oh, we need to be so gentle with these people and we need to take care of them and and we need to allow space for them to grow and learn and yada 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 and it's like, yeah, well but you can do that away. You don't you don't need to also be rewarded in in the time that you're taking to learn and grow. And where was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think that there needs to be another conversation about cancel culture as a term because I think I think it's flawed. I think it's a flawed system and I think it causes people to defend actions and defend people um, when they don't need to be defended. I've seen a lot of conversations on the internet about people who are issuing these apologies and these people are saying the correct thing of, you don't need to accept my apology. Um, And it would be wrong for me to expect for people to accept my apology. I think that is a correct thing to say. And I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, well, he apologized and now you don't want to accept it. And, and, uh you know, like basically like a fuck you, like you're never going to be satisfied. And, you know, nobody is owed that. And I think the moment that you expect people to forgive you, to move on, to feel satiated by your apology is the moment that it becomes disingenuous because you're apologizing to get it off your back and, and so you can stop feeling guilty. And that's not, that's not how an apology should work. Um, with that being said, we talked a little bit about Shane Dawson hours after our conversation, I'm seeing the Smiths trending on Twitter and I'm thinking that it's the band because that's how old I am. (laughs) come to find out it was something far far better and I want to preface this by saying that like obviously I take pleasure in people going off on people but I think there is like an inherently you know I I don't want to discredit how much I enjoy this by taking away from like how damaging what he did um is so For you guys that don't know, I know a lot of you guys don't know Shane Dawson. I barely do. I only know because I was, like, somewhat into YouTube 10 years ago, and I know that he's now, continues to be a thing. He continues to be one of the top YouTubers. He has seemingly, I don't want to say evolved, but sort of, like, changed his Channel and what that means and and the content that he puts out into I guess now he's more of like a documenter documentarian is that a word <laughs> and he does these like conspiracy theory videos with that being said, he has had a lot of backlash this week about his past content um and you know what well, like I said with Mike Stoffer, the great thing about youtubers is that somebody is always going to have receipts. Somebody is going to, you know, eight years ago, somebody somebody found your content offensive eight years ago, and they are waiting for the day. They ripped it off the internet. They saved it in their files, and they are waiting for the day that that wave comes to have the evidence ready of that this person has always been problematic, racist, what have you. Um, with that being said, somebody, a clip of him started making the rounds of him imitating, jerking off to a poster that had Willow Smith on it. From back in her like whip my hair back and forth days, so we're talking when she was like nine or ten. Shane Dawson seems to have like a a repeated history with pedophilia and making jokes of it and talking about how kids are sexy and linking his sexual. Um, proclivities to children and this is something that I will never understand. I obviously it's sick and I don't see why I don't see what's funny about that like in any realm like I've never heard a joke about pedophilia or lusting after children or finding children sexually attractive that's even it's not even funny. It's not even that it's not Gross! Like, take the sickness out of it. It's just not funny. I, d- I don't get it. Um, so, that clip, like I said, made the rounds on the internet. <clears throat> and then Jada Pinkett Smith, mother of Willow, and brother of Willow, Jaden, um, took to Twitter. And they had some things to say. Starts off with... Jaden posting, um, several of those, like, angry red face with the censored, like, uh, you know, exclamation point question mark thing, like, censored things over his mouth. Then saying, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, all caps. Then tweeting, Shane Dawson, I am disgusted by you. You are sexualizing an 11-year-old girl who happens to be my sister is the furthest thing from funny and I'm not okay in the slightest bit. Then another tweet that said, This man was also doing blackface on the regular. As a youth, we need to support creators who support us and our morals. This is not okay. Um, he then goes on to respond to a person who tweeted, I'll knock that white boy out for real and Jaden says it's bad for him right now Jada tweeted to Shane Dawson dot 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 I'm done with the excuses now the petty part of me thinks well there are layers to this shit one of them being the Smiths are one of the most powerful families in Hollywood <laughs> And they don't often um, speak out about things like this in this way. Jada has her Red Table Talk where she's had a lot of these, like, she, she, let's light some incense conversations and have the tough conversation. And me and Willow and my mom are going to like talk to these problematic men like TI or have a conversation with Jordan Woods about her situation with Chloe and Tristan. Really break things down, um, dismantle the conversations and have these like woo woo situations, Right. So for them to say like basically a big F you to somebody who is not at all on their level (laughs) really speaks to me about how fucked Shane Dawson is now. Because from my understanding, Shane has been wanting to pivot into more mainstream content, more like actual documentaries like getting off of the youtube platform and doing actual film and and television is quiet for you dog on that done 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 liz bentley also tweeted me later to say that will is a like a youtube um let me see what actual term she used that he is a, a sponsored YouTube partner. And whew, <laughs> I just, this is so bad for him. We were going back and forth and she said, like, imagine what you do if you were looking at your phone or your computer. And you saw that two people in the Smith family have vocally stated how mad they are at you. I would break down into tears immediately. <laughs> I would be inconsolable. <laughs> because my career would be D-U-N-Z-O, Donzo. Like, it's a wrap for him. There's no coming back from this. Even if they... I mean, there's there's just... <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? And like I said, I don't want to make light of this because at the core of it, it, it speaks to Shane clearly has issues with race and he clearly has issues with how he perceives children. And it's more than what I see him repeatedly um, explaining himself, which is like, I'm a broken person. I come from a place of anger. I used to come from a place of anger. You know what? You can be as angry as you want. You can be as traumatized as you want. But the moment that manifests itself in racism, your personal traumas don't need to translate into you being detrimental, not even to black people in terms of Jane Dawson. He basically says... I've made fun of every race Asian people the Latinx community any race that isn't white people I have gone in on them thought it was funny I saw another clip of him from years ago with his girlfriend where they're I think making a cake and he says something like he flips over the back of the box and there are two black kids making a cake or maybe it was cooking it was like some kind of boxed dessert that they're making and it's one of those like oh she puts her hand behind her back and like he does the work for her with his hands and they're making i'm just gonna say cake he flips the she says something along the lines of like oh this is gonna be like ugly or something like that and he flips the box over showing these girls and it's gonna he's like it's gonna be as disgusting as this little girl's this black girl's hair pardon like what in your mind why would your mind even go there that is not childhood trauma that's not the result of like people bullying you or you feeling insecure about your weight that is you being a racist and whether or not that came from what you learned from your family members or how you were taught Whatever you were exposed to as a child that is racism, that is your choice, that is your decision to think that that shit is funny, and it ties into in that example, both black people as a whole and black girls um specifically now. <sighs> I, I, there's really like, there's nothing that he can say. There's nothing that he has said in the past and there's nothing that he can say in the future that is ever going to satiate me because he has not learned a thing. There was another clip of him, um, from six or seven months ago where he is talking about like, Basically he's talking to his friends and he says something along the lines of like, Oh, next time I get canceled, I'm just going to be like, Oh, I'm going to drop the link to my palette to sell my palette. Cause I guess he did one with Jeffree star. Like, fuck you guys. Here's my palette. Like I'm going to turn this cancellation into a, a financial come up for me and promo for my products. That's, Sick, and I don't think that that behavior gets changed in seven months. I just don't. And like I said, he came out with his apology the day after Jenna Marbles did hers, which to me is like you're just doing what you think is right. Like you took all the poignant, meaningful things that she said and just mimicked them. Not because you're changed, but you, because you saw what she did, saw that people reacted well to it and was like, oh, let me do this too. Like this is a man who needs serious help. And I don't really give a fuck (laughs) what went on in his past at this point, because he is three years younger than me. He is 31 years old and he has had all the time in the world to unlearn this. Francesca Ramsey, another content creator, YouTuber, um has come out and said, "I have had conversations with him behind the scenes for years now. DM conversations, in-person conversations in which I have tried to educate him, which is something that he should be sending her Venmos every day for the rest of his life for the emotional labor that she has gone through trying to unlearn his shitty behavior." And for her to say like, yeah, this is not surprising to me. I've seen, um, several other content creators post old articles that they have written about him and about how he is racist. Um, just like a whole bunch of shit Just where like they've tried to do the work with him. Not even years ago. I mean, I saw things dating back to 2014 of them talking about him being racist, about trying to do the work from all of that time into now the current years and this man is sick. And so I really would challenge you guys to like stop consuming his content. Stop consuming Jeffrey Stars content for the love of God. There are so many people who make makeup. You do not need his palettes. You can, I guarantee you, find a palette that makes similar colors and shades to the ones that he makes. You're not going to be missing out on anything. I understand that he makes, allegedly, high-quality makeup. You don't. There are so many other people who make it. I'm not even talking black people, but we can go there. There are so many other people who make high-quality makeup and very similar shades to him. You are not going to be missing out on anything anything by not supporting him. He's more than fine. I saw a little uh, clip of his house tour that is like such a disgusting display of wealth, which is another conversation. The man is financially okay. Shane Dawson is financially okay. We don't have to feel sorry for people. If they have been making millions and millions of dollars for all these years, they should also be prepared for the time where that's going to stop and and should be set for life. They're going to be okay. And if they can't be okay with seeking consequences for their actions, then that is their problem. It is not our problem to feel sorry for them. It is not our problem to continue to support them because you feel sorry for them. Don't don't feel sorry for them one. <laughs> B, don't passively consume their content anymore because you because it's easy, because it's mindless. I totally, totally understand. I I do it too, and I'm challenging myself to not do that any longer. Ugh. You guys, <laughs> even though it feels very good to talk about this stuff, I cannot 23 minutes, I completely blacked out so I hope I I, wow, okay, I I can't even believe I spoke for that long about it that being said I hope there's how do I say this delicately I I I how do I say this I don't I understand that it's necessary to have these conversations but then a part of me is like damn I would really love to be in a place where I could just be like oh look who got divorced look who broke up with one another look who um you know is doing something stupid look who fell out drunk on their way to their their uber from beso or bootsy bellows or whatever the fuck like I I hope and pray that we that one day that is something that can happen <laughs> But at this point, I just feel like everything that is on my spirit has to do with, like, race and accountability. And and so I hope that you guys, I don't want to say bear with me because these are absolutely necessary conversations to be had. But, like, I just hope that you don't find it boring because... I, I I start on the mic and I think, like, oh, I'm just going to be, like, funny and blah, blah, blah. And then I end up, like, ranting for now 24 minutes. So, <laughs> just, I I hope you're meeting me where I'm at. I hope you're not, like, burnt out by this. <sighs> Thank you guys for being here. um What else did I want to talk about? Stassi's having a girl. Okay. Anyway... Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you. Here's my conversation with one Liz Bentley about the Duggars, about their new path, their new generation of the Duggars. Um, And yeah, thank you. Okay. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine. With me is the incredible liz bentley of feathers in my hair and the new rebranded liz explains it all patreon hi liz hi kara <laughs> i'm i'm excited to have you i feel like i have not had you on in a while i'm on the free feed anyway
2: yeah it's been a while i think since love is blind maybe which was possibly <laughs> eight years ago at this point <laughs>
0: <laughs> seriously um yeah i have to get you on the patreon again pretty soon um But before we're going to be talking about the Duggars, part two, meet by that, I mean the new generation, the new class. Um, Before we get into it, I wanted to ask you, because you're more into um, YouTube culture than I am. Sure. Seems like in the past week and a half, there's been a lot of... um, people getting canceled from reality stars to actual movie stars to you know, directors and comedians. And now it seems like the wave has come for YouTubers. Mm-hmm. What do you think about cancel culture? Because to me, like I don't think we all have like a clear <laughs> definition on what that actually means. Uh,
2: so I, Okay. I guess first of all I want to say that I think Cheska Lee, who her Francesca who I've been following since I found her on Oh no, they didn't. Like 10 years ago. Um she was on she did that that YouTube show with MTV. I think it was called Decoded. She's yep. been tweeting a lot about it and has had a really good thread. So I just want to plug Cheska Lee if anybody um just because she's somebody that's like been talking about the internet for a long time and I think she's a really good insight as to like what being canceled on the internet actually looks like. And I agree with her that like cancer culture isn't it. First of all, it's not real and it doesn't mean anything. Like to me, cancel being canceled is facing consequences for your behavior. Um, I I see a lot of like this idea, like, but there needs to be room for people to learn and grow. And while I agree with that in a personal life setting, What I don't agree with is this idea that just because something happened a long time ago uh, and somebody has changed means that they should be immune from consequences from it if they are a person that makes money branding themselves. Like if your livelihood, and I say this as someone that makes money from branding myself, if your livelihood is making money selling you and then people find out bad shit that you did, even if it was 10 years ago and you've learned and grown and changed, like people have the right to be like, well, I'm not gonna give you money anymore for you being you. Yeah, and and I'm
0: not gonna fuck with you. And so basically what's been happening with the YouTubers, I feel like and I tweeted about this like not too long ago, is that I feel like like clockwork, people come on Twitter and there's like a Shane Dawson is over party, Jeffree <laughs> Star every party. two months. It's like incredible how much this works, and it's almost to the point. It's like it seems calculated because these people don't really. There's really no consequences to their past behavior for these particular three people. Um, It feels like, you know, like like I said, every two months the Shane Dawson blackface (laughs) stuff will come out every two months and it's always around the same time like mm-hmm. it's never like you, you know there's never like a rollout it's like you know they're all in the, within the same few days of each other and then there's like a, an apology and there's talk about like i'm dealing with my anxiety and i'm very sensitive and blah 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 and hey did you hear i have a new palette out and then uh, all is forgiven Or there's a new conspiracy theory video out and everybody's like, oh, we stan you forever. So what happened like a couple days ago was that Jenna Marbles, who is probably, I imagine, still one of the top YouTubers.
2: Yes. I mean, absolutely. Yes.
0: So she came out with a video basically saying that she is on kind of like an indefinite leave because of her past actions and not wanting to be harmful so she had a couple videos I guess one where she was in blackface imitating Nicki Minaj and then I believe there was some Asian mockery racist stuff um and a lot of people were saying kind of what you're saying like oh you know where's and you know there should be nuance for people being able to like grow and evolve and I think for all intents and purposes it seems like jenna marbles has done that yeah Um, but then the immediate thing was like oh well why are we not doing this you know why is why does shane and and jeffrey and james get to stay on the platform when she is you know
2: yeah there's so i have a lot of thoughts on this if If you're interested in YouTube, on my Patreon, I actually talk about YouTube a lot. (laughs) I have a lot of YouTube-based episodes, and there will be more to come, so I just do want to plug that, because this is something I talk about a lot. Um, So specifically with Jenna, okay, when I saw this video, I thought, bitch, what the fuck? Because I have been following this Twitter drama, and Jenna has barely come up in the conversation. Barely. Right. So I'm like, this is weird. Um, I really think that Jenna has been pretty over her YouTube channel for a long time, but isn't sure how to step away from it. If you don't know, mm-hmm. Jenna is a, like probably one of the most popular streamers on Twitch and is making probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on Twitch, her and her boyfriend. Um, they are huge Twitch streamers. They stream every night. They have a podcast that also goes on YouTube. They put the Twitch streams on YouTube, like Her YouTube channel, my understanding of it is that it makes very little money because Jenna really got hit during adpocalypse. If you don't know what that is, it's when YouTube used to just put ads on everybody's video, no matter what the content was. And then they're like, oh, hold on, like we can't do this anymore. And certain YouTubers, even though they're huge, an example of this is someone like David Dobrik, who's one of the most popular creators who has his own shit. But um, if you're if your content isn't like advertiser friendly, you get a much smaller amount of Adsense. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is Jenna's main channel, even though her she's regularly getting two to five million views a uh, video, which is pretty good for somebody who's been on YouTube for ten years. And she really has like rebranded her content. My understanding is that her adsense from that channel is very low. And so I think that it she hasn't been that into it anymore. It's not making her money. She's like really lazy about it. And she, I think she kind of saw this as like a way out. Um, I do find it interesting that they haven't said that she's permanently leaving Twitch or the podcast or anything else. Um, okay. <laughs> but so where was I going with this? Right. So Jenna was getting heat, not for her old shit, which comes up every once in a while. Um, there's also some other stuff that she hasn't addressed. She, would do a lot of, like, black sense stuff back in, like, the mid-2015 to 2017 type times. She had Jenna's Ratchet Salon and was always doing, like, really exaggerated, like, this is how black people talk voices. Even if she wasn't saying that's what she was doing, like, it's what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, So Jenna, like, you would hear rumblings of, like, well, she appropriates culture a lot, but that always kind of stayed, like, in the main sh- – like, in the background – um, what I saw Jenna getting a lot of heat for is that Jenna is very good friends with Shane Dawson and then is also friends, not very good friends, but is friends with Jeffree Star. And I guess recently had posted Jeffree Star's new palette to her Instagram stories, um, being like, thank you for sending me this. And anybody that knows influencers knows that if you post something on your anywhere on your platforms, you're endorsing it. Right. Like if you post somebody's product, she could have easily sent. Jeffrey Star a text being like, hey, thanks for this. But, like, posting it on her stories is, like, an endorsement of his brand. So Jenna's been getting a lot of heat for, like, why are you still friends with Shane Dawson and why are you friends with Jeffree Star? So it's interesting that you say, like, I've been seeing this. Like, why are Jeffree and Shane still on the platform and Jenna's not? And it's interesting because the biggest heat that Jenna was getting was actually for her friendship with those two. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jenna has grown and changed. I think that Jenna... Also, Jenna has been a long-time, like, PewDiePie supporter. Like, Jenna has questionable friendships, which I think, like, I'm sure I have questionable friends. You know what I mean? Like, everybody... Not everybody has questionable friendships, but, like, she definitely has questionable friendships that she has not wanted to address. And I personally think that she decided to step back from YouTube because, one, she's just not into it anymore. And, two... It's just easier to step away than to deal with something, right? Like, it is. Yeah. Jenna's been friends with Shane. Shane and Jenna came up on YouTube together. They're the first crop of real YouTube stars. I mean, I don't know if we can give enough credit for Jen- to Jenna for what she did for YouTube YouTube as a platform. Even though she was just making stupid videos, like, she really helped shape an entire platform. And, like, she kind of was, like, the mold of what a content creator is and what, like, a content creator... That a full-time, like, content creator is – Jenna was kind of, like, the mold for that. And I think that for Jenna, instead of, you know, publicly disassociating herself from someone that she has been friends with for a very long time and cares a lot about, it's easier just to step away and not deal with it. Um, Do I think Jenna has – grown and changed yeah like there's no way she would post that Nicki Minaj video now you know there's no way she would do those slut shaming videos now the Asian video is really bad that clip is even in the clip she's like haha this is racist like she wouldn't post like that today but she still publicly endorses people like Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star and I think that she just didn't want to deal with it I think Jenna also is like probably at a point in her life where, you know, she's in her mid thirties. I think she's 34, 35 now and just isn't interested in being a social media star anymore, but isn't really sure how to stop being one.
0: Yeah, that's what it seemed to me. It seemed very strategic. And my first thought was like, okay, she didn't say I'm definitively ending this channel, which leaves space for her eventual comeback and a rebranding. You know, if that's what she wants to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I also read that, that thread that you mentioned from Cheska Lee, who mentioned, like, you know, a lot of these people aren't really friend friends, they're like mm-hmm. business friends, and it's strategic and all of that, but that's almost worse to me you know if there's no emotional involvement or or you've been like having these deep conversations or you have these like intimate relationships with people it's kind of worse that you would then like promote them and endorse them to line your pockets like that's more disgusting to me
2: yeah i think with shane like it is her real friend or i like I think it's more than a business. I don't think they're best friends. You know what I mean? Like, I doubt they hang out very much. um, But I think that Shane is more of a real friend than just, like, a business friend to her. But she – I think she just doesn't want to deal with it. And from, you know, on one hand, I guess I can understand that. Like, just not wanting to have to answer for your shitty friendships. Like, I – As a natural human emotion, like I can understand that desire. But it all to me, it all kind of goes back to this idea of um, this idea that certain people deserve forgiveness and certain people deserve to kind of be able to do whatever they want and continue to make millions of dollars. Um, selling themselves and if Jenna like wants to publicly be friends with these people and not denounce them then people have the right to be like well then I'm not supporting you and I I, like it doesn't matter if you've learned and grown in most aspects like this thing upsets me and so I'm not going to support you anymore and people are like you they bullied Jenna off the internet and I'm like first of all I haven't seen any of that like she didn't get bullied off the internet and second of all I just really think that like I don't know. I don't know how to exactly explain it, but just I've been seeing a lot this idea of like, we have to let them learn and grow and change. And it's like, okay, but they can do that privately working a normal job.
0: Yeah. Like you don't have to support them. Like somebody did that with Stasi. and they wrote to Billy, the razor company that she, that used to like, you uh-huh. know, um, she used to do ads for in her podcast. And somebody posted a screenshot of them saying like, you canceled her so i'm canceling my subscription with you and so why can't you you know why couldn't you allow her to have time to like grow and learn and blah 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 it's like why do they have to be funding her in the hopes that maybe in the future she's going to evolve like that's not what in what world does that make sense to you <laughs> like nobody yeah. has to put their money up because you put a statement up on instagram and have since been like fame whoring herself ever since there i mean it seems very clear to me that in terms of Stasi, like she doesn't have any desire to grow i haven't seen her talk <sighs> about black lives matter i haven't
2: seen her you know like she didn't any- make a donation like in her apology statement there wasn't even like i've donated ten thousand dollars in faith's name like right
0: <laughs> to me, it's like, okay, the only evolution that I've seen is, like, her getting out of cars, holding her, you know, <laughs> fresh new womb, her fresh new pregnant
2: belly. And it's flat, flat belly, but she's wearing – Stassi has big boobs, and I can attest this as someone with big boobs, that if you wear a flowy dress and you have big boobs – at the right angle, always look like you're pregnant because it hangs off your boobs.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And it, and it's like, okay, to me, now you guys are hanging out and going to birthday parties when L.A. is basically on fire in terms of coronavirus cases. Like, they're probably, like, one of the worst hotspots spot, hot in the country, and you're pregnant, and you're hanging out with people. Like, you don't have a care in the world. Like, that's not growth to me. But anyway, um, so back to the YouTubers. It Shane issued an apology a day after Jenna a 20 minute apology I refuse to watch it because I don't want to give him the clicks for that but I just also feel like it's just going to be more of the same
2: of him crying and saying like just like the did you watch it? I did okay so I watched it and I can tell you exactly why these people are able to still have careers regardless of what they do because I fall into, like, I am part of this problem that you just keep, like, you just either like, or you like to hate watch, which is where I fall, like this content. And so you just keep watching it, you know? And then eventually you just keep watching it and you kind of forget the bad thing that happened. And these people don't get canceled. I think as long as the people don't Leave YouTube. I honestly think if you power through it <laughs> and you keep making videos, people. The thing with YouTube is like it's so passively easy to support someone that mm-hmm. like I I mean I watch <laughs> with ad block, so nobody gets any money for me anyway because <laughs> i have never seen. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen an ad in my life, basically. <laughs> Um, yeah. but I do acknowledge that I'm like putting view, like I'm giving them views, which counts towards their engagement like that. I understand. But I think the reality is like, if you just, it's so easy to just turn on someone's video and be like, Oh, I hate them, but you're still watching it. And it's, I think it's relatable to how we feel about like Vanderpump rules, where we like hate almost everybody on the show. And we're like, we, we hate this, but then we're like, still watching it. And I, I really do think it's kind of the same thing with YouTube. It's like, Jeffrey Sarr doesn't get canceled because people think he's funny. Shane doesn't get canceled because people think he's nice and like to watch him. Like it really is. I think we can come up with like a million reasons for like, how come this person doesn't have this? How come this person doesn't have this consequence? And there are a million reasons. But I think what it comes down to is that like people just genuinely don't want to cancel them. They just don't. And like for me, they're. A few people that I... Like, I don't click on Jeffree Star videos and watch them. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like, I actively am like, I am not going to watch this person's videos. But, like, I do watch Shane's videos. And, like, I admit, like, it's part of the problem. Even if I'm, like, hate watching it, it's engaging. It just feels so passive, like, because you're just viewing it. And it's like, I'm not giving him money. I'm not, like, supporting him. I'm not... Like, there are a million reasons that I can have in my head for, like, why it's actually okay that I'm doing this. And I think for people... Um, Oh, another aspect of it is that YouTube's demographic, except for me, is like 12 year olds. So I think every few years, like these creators that stay on long enough, just get new 12 year olds. Um, And the kids that grew out of him and stopped watching him because of the shitty things that they did. Like a new crop watches up and they have no idea about any of this bad stuff. They just like this Shane Dawson video that YouTube recommended for them. And so now they go and watch all this stuff. And they're like, oh, I love him. And they don't even know about all the old shit.
0: Yeah, you're you're totally right. Like the a lot of consumerism is just so passive and it's so easy. And it's so easy to just like sit there on your couch and watch a video or turn on your TV and watch Vanderpump Rules. Like it doesn't feel like you're contributing to the problem, but you are. Because it doesn't really feel like you're doing anything at all. It's not like you're waiting in line for, you know, to go to a signing or going to a concert or buying.
2: Spending money. And like, I didn't buy Shane and Jeffrey's palette, but I like watch Shane videos. You know what I mean? I'm not buying merch, but I'm watching his videos and I'm like, I can acknowledge it like that is part of the problem because it's just so easy to do. And then you're like, well, I hate this person, but actually I do like his videos Or, like, Tana Mojo is somebody who I think is, like, an awful person. But Kara, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. I, like, love to watch her videos. I think she's so good at the internet. I think she's funny. And, like, this person's disgusting. As I'm, like, watch, 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 watch. I think there's something very specific about YouTube especially because it's such an intimate experience. YouTube is similar to podcasts, I think, in that they feel... It's not produced. There's no production. Editing is done by the person that you're watching. It just feels like you know these people. They're just normal people. And so it's just so easy to support them and consume it. And, I mean, the answer is, like, honestly, the only way to be canceled is irrelevancy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally
0: right. And I wasn't aware of, like, all of these things that that Shane had been doing over the years. and. (laughs) (laughs) I, <laughs> it's creepy it's so creepy and like i don't understand why people find him to be entertaining at all like it, even from like you know like far be it for me to call myself a comedian but i do study comedy and even if you're going to take away like the fact that stuff is like incredibly problematic and racist and like downright not just funny. Sad, it's not even fucking funny. Like, what is funny about you pretending to jerk off to a Willow Smith poster when she was, like, a child? Well, like,
2: what is I think that? you just hit on something with that. Because, like, I didn't get into YouTube until, like, 2016 or, 2000. I think, late 2016. I was not into – I mean, I would, like – I saw Jenna Marbles' videos. Like, if videos went viral, I saw them. But I wasn't, like, into YouTube like I am now And I think you're exactly right that like, if I had been on YouTube, then when Shane was doing that stuff, I'd be like, this guy is fucking disgusting. Like, this isn't funny, but he has totally changed his content. So when you find Shane in 2017, 2018, like his content doesn't look anything like that. So Mm -hmm. you're like, well, that's not like the Shane that I'm watching. And, like, that stuff's gr- – like, you find out about that, and you're like, oh, that's gross, but, like, that's not what I'm watching. Like, I – you know, like, I don't consume that type of stuff. I think that's a big part of it, too, is that, like, a lot of people who bought Shane and Jeffrey's palette, like, probably didn't start watching Shane and Jeffrey until 2018. hmm uh-huh. And, like, they weren't – I mean, <laughs> Jeffrey's a different story, but as far as, like, Shane, like, he wasn't doing – those gross jokes. You know what I mean? And, like, he he had learned to reel it in and had learned to, like, disassociate from it. So I think that goes back to the point of, like, if you stay on YouTube long enough and you just push through it and change your content, like, people just forget about the shit that you did before or new people find you. So it doesn't even matter if people hate you for your past stuff. Because your new stuff is your new, what your new fans like.
0: Right. Like, they're into the conspiracy theory videos and... Whatever else. Yeah, those
2: documentaries he does, which, like, one of them was good. And the rest, I actually don't like Shane's content anymore because I think he's, like, very bad at editing. But, like, I'll watch his boyfriend, Ryland, post just, like, very light vlogs, you know, like, cooking, Mm -hmm. dinner. And, like, you watch and you're like, oh, Shane is funny in these. Like, Shane is endearing in these. Like, but then... Because that it just, it's hard to explain, but it's like, it feels like that's a totally different person than the person who's jerking off to Willow Smith's picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to (laughs) be. I would hope so. Um, The thing that always got me is that Shane seems like massively insecure. Oh, and I think,
2: like, (laughs) he doesn't even (laughs) leave his house. And people are like, Shane seems so happy. And I'm like, Shane just said in this video, he hasn't left his house in three months. Like, what do you, what? Yeah. I mean, I picked up on that
0: immediately and I've only watched maybe like a handful of his videos over the course of, you know, as long as he's been on YouTube. Massively insecure. And you know, there's, I guess there's a relatability to that. If you can still, in spite of having past weight issues and, and beings like maybe, you know, not typically hot or what people would consider hot, mm-hmm. but then you're still managing to be massively popular and you get the guy and you're rich. And you know, I
2: mean, there's like a hashtag goals element to that, which I I can understand. There is, and I think that can be said for a lot of YouTubers because I think people can self insert themselves into YouTubers where it's like, if I just like had gotten on YouTube early enough and like learned to make vlogs and edit them, like that could be me. And I think people like that. Because I think it's different than like an aspirational like TV show that you watch. I think the thing with YouTube is that people like kind of in the back of their heads are like, "I could have done that,"
3: mm-hmm. yeah. and like
2: so it makes them feel. I don't know. I think it gives you that like feeling of I don't I don't know how to describe it, but just like that feeling of like that could have been me. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: And and I think you know to go back to Sassy and Bo, that's the same thing. It's like, yeah. You could be Stassi. You could get a beau.
2: Yeah, exactly. could be, you know. And it, it, well, it, especially, not necessarily them, but you're like, uh, another example of this is Chelsea and Cole from um, Teen Mom, where you, like, yep. watch someone just be in shitty relationship after shitty relationship, just be treated like shit. You know, all they want to do is get married. All you want to do is get married. And then they find this, like, perfect person. And, like, you're sitting there watching that, and you're like, oh, so it could happen to me.
0: Yeah, like the Taylor Swift song could actually come to life and be true for you.
2: Yeah, because it happened for Sassy and Sassy and I are, Chelsea and I are so similar. And my ex was just like Jax or my ex was just like Adam. And now look at how perfect these guys they got are. Like, this is definitely, I just want my bow. I just want my coal. Like, you hear that all the time. Like, I just want my coal. And it's like, okay, no, you don't. But it is true, like, it makes you like them a lot more because you're like, well, maybe if I like, I don't know, I think there's this thing, it's like, well, maybe if I like them enough, like, this will happen to me.
0: Right, yeah, it's truly, it gives me chills. But, you know, another aspect of cancel culture culture that I think we don't really talk about enough is with the Duggars. They should
2: not have a show. (laughs) (laughs) no so on my podcast yesterday on my Patreon I actually just released an episode on Josh and Anna Duggar's wedding like their wedding special Mm -hmm. and I was like first of all we can't just recap this as a recap because I think that would be disgusting to do like it would be morally wrong to just like lol the Duggar hijinks in this and two it's insane to watch this know what happens and then know that all of them except for Josh and Anna well Anna's still on it Kind of. All of them except for Josh are just like tooting along on their new show.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a complicated issue because it's like things that he has done and so should the girls that he sexually assaulted be punished because he because of what he did to them? No.
2: But... Uh-huh. Until you realize that those girls don't actually get paid and Jim Bob's the only one that gets paid for this fucking show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll... I mean, I guess we should talk about Josh first because the whole rebranding of the show happened because of him. Correct. Um, it went from, you know, 17 kids accounting to 19 kids accounting to all of a sudden, oh, bombshell bombshell. <laughs> Josh is a pervert in every possible way that you can imagine. He has molested four of his sisters and one family friend on top of that he has his own issues with sexuality and you know there's certainly a conversation to be had about that um getting caught on ashley madison when all of that came down um you know the hits really just kept coming from josh to the duggars as a whole so then they revamped the show as counting on because we find out that jill and jessa are courting and about to get
2: married and what a pivot What a pity! I think they actually may have already been married, uh, and they were both pregnant. I think, because Jill, I'm pretty sure, like, Jill meeting Derek and getting married was on 19 Kids and Counting. Okay, yes.
0: Not just so, though.
2: Yeah, I can't remember. It all blurs together. But yes, the idea is, like, we're gonna follow the girls as they get married and have kids.
0: Yeah, so the show was basically rebranded, like, with the older girls, Jana, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, Ginger. Joy, eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, So it became this, like, you know, the parents, Jim Bob and Michelle,
2: really were in the background. Um, Yeah, I think in the early seasons, Jim Bob and Michelle aren't on at all. Because yeah. people were mad, rightfully so, at Jim, Bob, and Michelle. People were mad. So I believe in the first season or two, Jim, Bob, and Michelle, although they were producers, they were not featured on the show. Because TLC was like, how can we do this in a way that, like, is, I think TLC had a really interesting mission. Where it was like, we want this to be as Duggar as possible without featuring Duggars. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I, I also wonder, like, going back to that time, I think that they probably were like, we can't have another epic failure like we did with John and Kate, like, yeah. not going to happen, um, so that was a real thing, and I, I like how they kind of, well, like is a weird word, but, like, the the way that they try to edit josh out of the show (laughs) from like a production standpoint is very interesting i remember when um ginger got married there was a scene where they because anna was in ginger's wedding so presumably josh was there i mean he was there but you didn't never see him so there was a scene where like all of the family and all the guests were in like the parking lot of you know the church after they have their like ice cream social reception or whatever they were doing Mm -hmm. and they're getting whisked away in the car and I noticed that there were these like weird sun flares and that they would move in a way that like wouldn't happen in a natural outdoor setting it was like very almost like I don't know it was like almost like watching a movie like a a CGI movie and then being like oh that's Josh and they're trying to cover up Josh by Mm -hmm. like outside. And He's
2: at every family event they show on this show. Josh is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I read another article earlier that said, like,
0: it, also at Ginger's wedding, what he was doing, and there were several videos he was sitting in the second uh, row, and what he was doing, he was putting one of his children, like, having him stand up on his lap so you couldn't see his face. <laughs> like a production choice like every every scene of them pointing towards the crowd you just see this child who was like clearly not six feet tall (laughs) like just just his face covering up josh's face and the fact that he was there wild wild things that they do to edit josh out of the show when he's there all the time he's at all the family events I time. mean, he
2: lives on the Duggar property. That house that Josh and Anna live in is on the compound property. Yeah. I mean, it,
0: it is just just wild to me how they, how they just act like he doesn't exist anymore. And, like, of course they have to. Like, it would be completely detrimental to the show and to their bottom line to mention Josh at all at this point. But it's just very strange to me.
2: I do wonder if TLC kicks around the idea of letting him be in the background, I think I wonder if they're like, well, has it been long enough? Like, I think it's too risky to figure out, but I bet there have been discussions about like, well, could we have Josh on an episode? Like we just won't cut around him. He won't have talking scenes, but we won't cut around him. Um, because you have to figure like they talk about that and like weigh the pros and cons on having Josh on the show. Cause everybody else is on the show.
0: Oh, of course. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you see Anna more frequently now than you have before in the past. And they have six kids and the kids <laughs> are always there. And they don't mention that that's the kids because that's obviously much easier to hide six children when there are like 75 children around. Yeah. You don't necessarily know that it's Josh's kid. Um, but they're, you know... The other thing about Josh and Anna that's dark is that her family seems a little bit more liberal um, than the Duggars, and they've made it very clear that they don't approve of Anna continuing to be married and breed with Josh.
2: Kind of. So uh, Anna's had siblings that left, and they are the ones that have come out and been like, Anna, please leave Josh. We'll let you come live with us. But uh, the Keelers, Anna's family is not liberal. They are very, very, very involved with um, the Gothard movement and the ATI L- ILBP. And that is why Anna went to Josh, because their family was kind of low in their like community totem pole. Right. And uh, basically, because people knew about Josh. It wasn't like a secret secret. Uh, it had come out. Yeah. I knew something happened because it was mentioned on like the the fucking message boards back in the day the sin in the camp rumor it had been a long standing rumor that oprah was supposed to have them on the show somebody told them about something that happened with josh oprah didn't have them on the show and then josh had to go to like the reprogramming camp that they send the kids to and right. all of that turned out to be true like i think i read that rumor in 2007 or 2008 like this has been known for a long time and the reason that you know the family got such a come up marrying anna off to josh was because of this because anna's family was like willing to accept it now if anna knew herself they claim she did i don't really know if she did but i think her dad knew and her parents are definitely very anti-divorce parents are not supportive but she does have siblings that have left the movement that speak out about anna still being with josh
3: yeah,
0: and if I recall correctly, I think Josh had courted somebody prior to Anna, and then they found out about his past, and were like, "No, I'm yeah,
2: because in their community, like, there's definitely a hierarchy in like who marries who." And I mean, the fact that Josh didn't marry one of the Bates girls like tells you everything you need to know. You know, mm-hmm. like why why wouldn't Josh marry one of the Bates? Actually, the fact that like none of the Duggars have really married Bates kids kind of tells you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would. You would think it would make a lot of sense for the Duggars to marry the Bates kids, just, like, show-wise and TLC-wise and how they're both so big in their community. But, you know, the Duggars have this taint on them. And Anna's family. Anna grew up very, very poor. Uh, she had seven siblings, and I believe they all lived in a trailer. Her parents did a lot of, like, prison ministries and that type of stuff. And for them, like, the Duggars were a huge come-up. Like, Anna going from living in a trailer with seven, seven siblings to, you know, her and Josh had that little house that Jim Bob bought them.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think they sold it to, they bought it for a dollar off of Jim Bob. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I think Joy also bought her house for like $10 from Jim Bob. Um, But I just want to say as a side note, just because I'm petty that Anna refers to Jim Bob as Michelle and as pops and Lolly, which is disgusting to me. (laughs) i just hate it um so i've heard rumors that they are waiting to they're like kind of waiting it out for the other kids to you know get married off and eventually that there are plans to possibly have josh and anna moved into the big house i mean
2: that would make sense it
0: would. Unfortunately, it would. They're I- going to
2: have the most kids. They live on the property. Jim, Bob, and Michelle eventually will need people like to care for them and take care of them. And that house is going to go to one of the kids. And it's not going to be Joel and Derek. Uh, maybe Jessa and Ben will be competitors for it. Maybe one of the other sons. Um, Probably not John David. Maybe Josiah. But I think that it makes the most sense for Josh and Anna to move into the big house. I mean... Jim Bob and Michelle don't dislike Josh, you know. Like, clearly, um, yeah. I mean, Josh has scandal has really not
0: evaded Josh. No, even the like late last year, there was oh, a yeah. by Homeland Security to his car dealership, parking lot dealership or whatever. Yeah, um, and the house. Yeah, and the house. Allegedly, they didn't have a proper license to sell the cars. The Duggar family, by that I mean Jim Bob obviously, issued a statement saying, like, they had no idea what was going on, but they were, like, confidently – well, they used very strategic – Yeah,
2: they said something like, there's been no raid on our house, like, not our property, because there definitely was on their property, so they clarified, like, on our house, because there wasn't on the big house. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they also said, as far as we know, nobody in the family did anything wrong, which is like, okay, we we see what you're doing here. Um, So let's move on to, I think we'll move on to Jana because she's kind of, you know, the oldest sister, she's still single. I think it's clear that, like, to me, she's the prettiest one, which is... Not necessarily important, but it kind of is, because Mm you would think that she would be, you know, a very eligible bachelorette. Um, Everybody seems to kind of view her as a prisoner or a surrogate mother. Uh, But I read an article, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but I just want to, like, you know, just throw it your way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It suggested that the other siblings may kind of have a grudge against Jana because she is viewed as a favorite by the parents and she doesn't have to deal with the pressures of staying married and having as many children as possible. What do
2: you think about that? I think that's crazy. I think they all know that Jana has the worst life. <laughs> I I fully agree. I mean, they know because if Jana wasn't there taking care of those kids, somebody else would have to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it could be any one of them. And like to me, I d I can't imagine why that would be seen as like the better option rather than like, you know, like if a girl's like thirty, right? Or close yeah. to, still having to sleep in share a room with children now because all her mm-hmm. sisters that are close to her age have been married off.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I it sounds sem- seems like torture. It seems like, you know, her best friends in the house are now like this crop of like teenage boys because they're the oldest ones left
2: (laughs) yeah no there's no way anybody I think everybody okay I think a way to compare it for normal families would be um if somebody is living let's say like you have a decently large family of siblings you know three to four siblings and you have elderly parents and one of them is one of the siblings is living in the house for free and but like fully taking care of your aging and sick parents. You would never be like, well, fuck them. They get to live for free. You're like, oh, thank God they're doing that because <laughs> I'd rather pay my own bills than live in that house. and have to take care of my parents because being a full time caregiver sucks. And I would imagine it's a similar feeling for the other kids. I think they realize that like if they if it wasn't Jana, it could have been one of them. Um, I also think that they don't look at their lives as burdens. I think that's very much a a non-fundamentalist mentality that we're forcing on them. I think that even though they may be very overwhelmed and life is very hard for them, I would imagine for most of them, I think that they don't think the same way that we do. I don't think that they're like, no, in their their hearts that it can be for most of them, that it can be an option to like be jealous of Jana like that. I think that they are so trained and brainwashed from birth to think that this is your ultimate life that like they believe it.
0: Yeah. I I fully, fully agree. Um, The article was also alleging that, you know, I think we all agree that somebody in that house has to be gay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean,
2: statistically at least two of them are gay. Probably.
0: Probably. Yes. Um, so the article was alleging that she has a best friend named Laura Damasi. Yeah. And Laura was living in the house at some point. And apparently Jim Bob was uncomfortable with their relationship and how close they were. And he basically got Laura a job in Atlanta at a design firm to separate what he felt was going on between Jana and Laura.
2: Yeah, no. I I mean, maybe. Look, what do I know? Maybe she is a lesbian. I actually think if she was a lesbian, they probably would have married her off. I, I agree. I don't think that they would be
0: having her raise the children.
2: I think, I don't think so either. I think she would have been like forced into a marriage a lot quicker so she could have kids and like be cured of her gayness. Mhm. Totally.
0: Totally, totally agree. Uh, I, she has a YouTube channel. <laughs> Which is comprised of three videos, two of which are her um, redecorating and redesigning Jim Bob and Michelle's uh, master bedroom, which is truly horrifying. Um, She's, you know, she's like a real, she seems to be able to do it all every season there's a conversation of like, Jana, do you get sick of people asking you when you're going to get married? And she has to like sheepishly, sheepishly be like, well, sometimes, but you know, like I understand, blah, blah, blah. I I just feel really bad for her and I wish, you know, there were rumors about her potentially going off to college that got squashed. At this yeah, point... Yeah, it's sad. To me, it's almost like from Jan- If I were Jana, I'd be like, I'm just going to marry anybody just to get myself out of the situation.
3: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Yeah, so I think that um, she is probably, I don't know. I think there are a few options. Yeah, it's possible she's gay and has just been like, has told her parents like, I cannot be with a man, but I agree to be like totally celibate, right? Like maybe they've like, Come up with some sort of agreement where she like is not getting married to a man but is not like going to be with a woman either because I think my understanding is in a lot of these Christian cultures that's kind of like an acceptable way to be gay right is to just like be totally celibate for your entire life probably very sad. Um, So I think that's an aspect. I think that's a possibility. I think another possibility is that she is just such a pushover and has been abused her entire life that she just kind of accepts this as her fate and doesn't think that she deserves anything else and really believes, like... I I also think she knows, like, who's going to take care of these kids if she leaves? Yeah. Who's going to do it? Not Michelle. Definitely not Michelle.
0: Michelle's, like... If she's not on actual pills, she's on the pills of indoctrination, religious indoctrination, and yeah, I just don't, I don't think there's a lot going on with Michelle up top in her head. Yeah,
2: I do like so. I think that Jana, I think for her marriage, either has to be a fate worse than death for whatever reason. Like she just doesn't want it. But I think the biggest, I to me, the thing that's always made the most sense is that she just like has. Her self-esteem is so low and her self-worth is so low from an entire life of just being abused by her parents that, like, she believes that this is, like, what she's supposed to be doing. And I bet at the church – well, they don't go to church. They have their own church. But, like, I bet in her – Bible groups and all of the church mentors she's around, they all tell her, like, well, this is your plan. This is God's plan for you. Like, this is what you need to do. And she just like probably truly believes in or made her has made herself believe in her heart, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Tragic. It is. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Poor Jana. Truly free Jana. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously.
0: Free Jana until it's backwards. Um, let's get to
2: Gosh, I think the next one, I want to talk about Ginger. Because, I was going to say, can we talk about Ginger? Because I have a lot of thoughts on what Ginger and Jerem are doing. <laughs>
0: uh, absolutely. Ginger was the one, if if Jana's now the free Dugger that we want, Ginger was the one who I think everybody had their hopes on.
2: Literally, when- the biggest Dugger website is freeginger.com. Like, that is the place for, and has been the place for, like, all Dugger talk for. 12 or 15 years now
0: yeah all hopes have been laid on her because she would occasionally eye roll at like the nonsense that was happening she'd be
2: like i want to live in new york city and people are like ginger's a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh literally she's like i would like to visit a city one time and everyone's like ginger's gay she wants to escape like
0: lesbian icon ginger dugger she
2: wanted to take like one trip to atlanta georgia
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so okay so to start off i i think it's important to i the first thing that i read about them in my research was what the kids are worth financially okay um the thing that said, I mean, obviously we know a lot of these celebrity net worth websites are not fact. Yeah, yeah, they they really don't mean a whole lot. But the points that they made were fair. Um, they were saying that Ginger is by far the wealthiest child. Um, they claim that she's worth about two million dollars.
3: Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <no>. Me too. <laughs> Just bear with me. So am um,
0: I. So they said <laughs> they said, "Um, you know, husband Jeremy's a former professional soccer player, which I, I don't think really means anything for much for fi- him financially. Um, they said, you know, Ginger and Jeremy have other income streams, including like they do SpawnCon on their Instagram. They're on cameo. Ginger is now temporarily unavailable on cameo. However, Jeremy charges forty dollars. Um they clearly are like, like even just today, Ginger was doing something about like earbuds, like like airpod knockoffs, um, loving all the spawn con that she has now because she keeps getting, you know, like as soon as she posts something, people are like, Fuck no, you're you know, like a a dugger. So she mm-hmm. keeps losing her sponsorships pretty quickly. but um it seems like she's really pivoting into i g influencer mm-hmm. um. All of this, but let me just get to the other the other kids that they are worth, alleged worth. Um Josh and Anna, they put up about two hundred thousand dollars. I could
2: see uh, that. Josh works.
0: Yeah. They say Jill and Jesser are about four hundred thousand
2: each. Jill has no money. None. Doesn't um, seem to be. <laughs> she live have you seen where they live, where Jill and Derek live? Like they don't have any money.
0: No. Um, They're putting Joy and Austin at about $700,000 and John David at about a million, which could make sense to me. He seems
2: to. Yeah, I could believe John David has made a million dollars with help from Jim Bob and investments and that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And probably I don't know if how much money he makes off of piloting, but maybe
2: like five hundred thousand dollars. Like I-, I could believe that John David is the most like independently wealthy of all of them from just like having actual jobs and like doing work. Yeah,
0: just hard hard worker. Um
2: and not spending any money and just being frugal as fuck and like that. He's like that type of like guy that makes like a hundred thousand dollars a year but only lives on twenty thousand and like puts away eighty thousand and like aggressively is and you know what I mean making interest on them like I think he's like that Dave Ramsey type of guy
0: yeah totally totally agree with you um so back to Junior and Jeremy I think people obviously figured out that they were like the most worldly couple of all the siblings because Jeremy had went out and lived his life. He did professional, you know, he was a professional athlete, not in, like, a top-tier team. <laughs> and certainly, we don't give soccer players the sort of a payment that they deserve.
2: He played in the United States, basically. It's not,
0: not a European situation here. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> he's messy <laughs> is that that guy's name Messi, who's married to Shakira yeah. he's he's <laughs> like that guy <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
0: laughs> of the Christian fundamentalist world yeah they the Shakira and <laughs> Lionel Messi um uh so you know he had went he had gone to college he had been arrested before um he was you know objectively speaking the most attractive husband or partner yeah, that he was, yeah.
2: he's cute like he's
0: not he ugly no, not at all. He's he's a cute guy. Um, but, you know, like, she, I think, was, like, the first one to move out of state
3: mm-hmm.
0: once they got married. And he has aspirations. He's in the seminary, which is a very expensive spe- seminary over in L.A., which doesn't even seem like it would happen over there. It seems yeah. L.A godless down
2: to me (laughs) yeah well, um, it does but then you remember all those celebs go to hillsong and you're like i don't know man maybe i think people there are also desperate in a way for religion
0: yeah yeah you're right you're right and they're clearly the ones who are making a path for themselves ginger wears like whore shorts Mm -hmm. she
2: um (laughs) she was the first to wear pants didn't they talk about her being on birth control or she didn't get pregnant for quite a while and did they talk about birth control officially uh not that i'm aware of not that she was wearing pants and wasn't getting pregnant so everybody was like oh she must be on birth control
0: yeah she for sure was the one who took the longest to get pregnant um and it seemed intentional not biological yeah uh you know, they both seem to have aspirations beyond what seems would be, they, they don't seem to care to live humbly.
2: I Mm-mm. guess that would be the most gentle way of putting it. No, Ginger's like, get that Peter tot casserole the fuck away from me. We're going out to eat.
0: <laughs> I'm cutting my hair. I I'm, I'm no more gel in my hair, no more crinkle curls. Um, I'm going to get a flat iron. And we're gonna have a good time here. Um, so they eventually moved to LA last year. They live in a gorgeous house that is part of the church that Jeremy works for or is mm-hmm. teaching or learning at or whatever. Um, but it's still a very, very nice house. By LA standards, gorgeous. Um, allegedly it's about four thousand dollars a month, which is quite pricey. Yeah. Um And they seem to be living their best lives. Uh, She's pregnant again, right? She is pregnant again. She is... This is her third pregnancy. She had a miscarriage. Right. right. With the pregnancy announcement, they announced the miscarriage as well. Correct. Um, So they have one kid. And her name's Felicity. And they... Jeremy's got aspirations. We'll just say that. And Jeremy, I think, is going along with it in a way that I think she's, like, kind of interested in, but I also think if she had married a different guy, she would probably just do whatever. Like, I don't think her aspirations are as far-reaching as Jeremy's are.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I've talked about this a lot. I think people have um, a fundamental misunderstanding of the patriarchy of this religion when they think that ginger has gotten like this freedom because she wears pants and like maybe went on birth control i think that ginger lucked in to marrying a guy that is a lot less strict but i think that she still defers to her husband on all things and i think her husband is still like who's in charge of her Mm -hmm. um i think that Jeremy and Ginger are really going for a wolf in sheep's clothing aspect. I think that because Jeremy grew up normal-ish, I mean, I don't know if you were raised with religion, but to me, probably didn't feel very normal. But compared to the Duggars, I believe he went to he went to schools. He wasn't homeschooled, is my understanding. Like you said, he went to college, he had jobs, and he is pretty worldly. And so I think that Jeremy, although his beliefs are actually pretty in line with the Duggars for a lot of things I think Jeremy has um an understanding of what sells and I think he understands that the Duggars look like they may as well live on a fucking prairie and mm-hmm. or like be in the FLDS like I think he looks at what how Jim Bob and uh, Michelle dress and he looks at like that Gothard styling and he's like people think you guys look fucking crazy because we do think they look like that right like we yeah. part of like what drew the world into the Duggars was like how crazy they looked. Mm-hmm. Like it really I remember being like, Wow, these people look crazy. I mean, and it's the same with like you can find this in like all fundamentalist religions. Like Orthodox Jews that dress like you look at them and you're like, Oh my god, to just like people that you wouldn't even know are Orthodox, even though they're dressed modestly. You know, like right. um I think Jeremy under like has a really good understanding of this and realizes like if he wants to be famous, like his wife needs to wear pants. Like if he wants to be an Instagram influencer, like they're gonna have a lot more luck. You and I talked about this. They're gonna have a lot more le- luck on like the Jeremy and Audrey from Little People, Big World Christianity um, yeah. that sells very well on Instagram than the Duggar Christianity. And I think Jeremy definitely gets that I think where they're having trouble is, like you said um they're trying to break into like mainstream influencing and I think where they're having trouble is they're not sure exactly how to make themselves appear liberal without actually having to be liberal Mm -hmm. um and I think that they I wouldn't be surprised if they start eventually coming out a little more publicly with liberal values like uh, I think their biggest one has been the homophobia and like, that's how they're always, a- people are g- able to get sponsors taken from them because they're homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have not denounced. Like my thing is with the Duggars and I've always said this, like with the Duggar kit, the adult kids, like until they actively denounce the homophobia, transphobia and racism, even if they're like posting stuff that like I agree with and they seem a lot more liberal until they actively denounce it, then I'm not giving them that cred um, I need, like, an active, like, I do not agree with this. And this is what I now believe in coming from them. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that from Ginger and Jeremy to, like, I mean, Pride is Pride is canceled. That sounds terrible. But, like, there aren't obviously Pride events this year. But, like, maybe next year they pop up at a Pride march. Um, I think that they're going to start liberalizing their brand in a way that isn't es- explicit uh like they're not going to be like we love gay people like gay rights for all but they'll like post the rainbow flag we'll start seeing shit like that because I think that they do want the mainstream influencing brands and I think that they are having trouble with that because people get I mean because cancel culture baby like people (laughs) cancel them right yeah absolutely I mean it
0: seemed like maybe within the first, definitely within the first year, but I think within the first several months of Ginger and Jeremy getting married, uh, sermons of his came out in which he was denouncing the gay lifestyle, if you will.
2: <laughs> yeah, I Jer- Ginger did, um, by the way, post a black square. I just yeah. want to check, but I, I do want to let you know that it says Imago dea." I don't know, but behind... Below that in parentheses, it says image of God. And then her caption was made in the image of God, God, palms, Psalms eight. You can tell I don't know anything about the Bible. Psalms (laughs) eight, three, five, whatever. So like she posted it, but didn't do any Black Lives Matter mention. No, no mention of anything. She just made it about God, which is, this is what I expect to see more of. You know what I mean? Like God loves everyone type of things. And they're really going to like pivot to that, like love the sin or love the sinner hate the sin but with a little better words (laughs)
0: yeah Uh, yeah a, a little bit more palatable um I did look up what the thoughts were on birth control the only people that have said anything have been Derek who said that he said, we never said that we don't believe in birth control. My parents wait 11 years to have kids, and there's nothing wrong with that. Each Christian family should follow God's leading for their own family regarding when and how many kids they have. Which is interesting.
2: Yeah, Der- well, Derek's family is kind of like Jeremy's. They're pretty mainstream.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So Ginger and Jeremy just dropped a podcast.
2: It's called The Hope We Hold. Ugh, let me tell you what I'll never listen to. The Hope Behold podcast. <laughs> I I actually did grow up in a pretty religious
0: family. Um all of my uncles are, you know, are or were like in the church in some way. Mm. My grandparents were like very heavy in the church. Um we went to church every weekend, like hours and <sighs> hours spent in church. Like um but I was listening to like a couple of the little clips, you know, the little swipe up IG story clips, and like I didn't know the words that were coming out of their mouth and like how they made sense. And it was just like such gibberish to me of, you know, well, God says this about this, like this vague verse that kind of goes into, you know, like sovereignty is a pillow that you should lay your head on. And like, I literally did not know what they were talking about. I was gonna say,
2: what does that mean? <laughs>
0: No idea. Um, But I'm interested in seeing like how much, how much longer they're going to be in LA. I think this is going to be a more permanent thing. I don't see them ever moving back to Arkansas. No,
2: I think um, if not LA, I think they'll go to maybe a Dallas, Texas, maybe in Atlanta, Georgia, like a big city, but like in the South that still has a religious bent to it. You know what I mean? Like I, Maybe they'll move out of LA just because it's so expensive. They might not be able to afford to live there how they want to live there. But right. I could see them living in like a big Houston suburb. Well, I think Jeremy wants to lead a mega church, so maybe he'll be in, be in like Colorado City or wherever Colorado Springs. I mean, Colorado City's the FLDS one. Colorado Springs, where all those mega churches are. Like, I can see him being in a big mega church in like outside of a major city.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. maybe they'll even move to like Orange County or something. Yeah. yeah. Um what do you have any other thoughts about them?
2: I think Ginger and Jeremy are interesting because I think it's interesting to watch a couple that um is trying to pivot their brand without alienating any of their old followers. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interest, like, for me as somebody that cares about stuff like this, I think that's a very interesting angle to watch. Do you know what, like, I think it's interesting to watch them, like, like, to post that black square but, like, make it about God, to me is very interesting because, like, you know that they can't post the black square without making it about God. Because if they don't, they're going to alienate all of their racists fundamentalist followers and they are very purposeful with wanting to keep their fundamentalist followers who have followed ginger for so long while and like keeping themselves they're definitely reaching for that like hashtag goals life and nothing about it feels like goals to me but it's an interesting as opposed to i would say a good comparison is somebody like her sister uh, jessa who isn't doing this at all who her and Ben are still like very fundamentalist and Mm -hmm. aren't trying to be influencers so much. And you can tell, if you look at Ginger's versus Jessa's, Jill's a whole different story. But Jana doesn't really count, right? (laughs) So if you look at, like, if we just think of the four four oldest girls together. So Jill doesn't count right now and Jana doesn't really count. But if you look at Jessa versus Ginger, it's very interesting what Ginger and uh, Jeremy are doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, Ginger's feed anyway. It's very much like photo shoots, photo shoots. It's got the same filter on it. It's all like very kind of washed out, muted colors, Mm -hmm. pictures of them holding hands and cuddling and drinking coffee with each other. And they're all wearing, you know, cream and whatever shit like light pastels with each other and it's very curated what's interesting to me is that ginger has 1.3 million followers jessa has 2.2 million followers which is a significant
2: difference so i think part of the thing is i think people really love jessa and ben like if i had to pick my favorite couple like i would pick jessa and ben even though I know their beliefs are vile, um, I find their family to be very real feeling.
0: Yeah, I agree. their Their relationship is very interesting to me. He loves
2: her. He fucking loves
0: her. Yeah, he really loves. her. He really does, and it it's also interesting to me because they don't seem like they have anything in common <laughs> except for each other. Like Ben, has always seemed very simple to me, mm-hmm. and it. You know, felt like jessa was kind of like tampering herself down a bit a couple rungs to kind of meet him at his level
2: yeah Um, but but... i think that works in their family because i think why they work so well and seem very happy is i think jessa just gets to be fully in charge and ben just like lets jessa do whatever she wants in a way that really works for them i think out of all of them jessa got the best match jessa has been by far the best match
0: I would wholeheartedly agree with that, especially if you're taking the boys into consideration. I mean, that's just a true... Like, the women that have married into this family are just more tragic than the next. They're young. Yeah.
2: I mean, Abby's okay, right? That's John David's wife. Abby's okay, but she was older. She had a career as a nurse, and... Doesn't you know, like she seems to have her head on? Do I bit. want to be friends with Abby? No, but nobody that married John David is somebody that I would want to be friends with. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, you're right, they're they might be an equal, they're the best match out of the boys. you are equally f- yoked, isn't that what you guys, those Christians say? They're yeah. equal yoked. Absolutely, <laughs> I think so- that's the funniest phrase in the whole world yoked.
0: <laughs> Um, gosh, when John David announced that he was courting her, he, you could see he was so horny for her, like, so very horny. And that's what uh, the thing that I love about the courting process is that
2: they go from like zero to horny. They, each <laughs> well, I like, they like train themselves to turn it off. Like, I think that like they spend their life being taught and trained to completely turn it off that when they're allowed to turn it on, it's like, no holds barred. Yeah. To the point where I think a lot of people thought
0: that Jessa and Ben had like fucked before they got married. Because they oh, were just they like... They love
2: each other and they're horny for each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. I, I, to,
0: if I'm going to be critical of Jessa, she's giving her children the worst names.
2: Uh, I like Jane. Isn't Ivy... Is it Ivy Jane or Jane Ivy? Ivy is... I yeah. like Ivy. I like that it's, name. Henry's okay until but you Spurgeon like, just beats everything I mean Spurgeon is just the worst thing that's ever existed so
0: Spurgeon is a horrific name Henry's middle name is Wilberforce
2: <laughs> <laughs> just put it so yeah they, why they got did her just her. give Spurgeon the middle name Spurgeon why did they make it his first name? I will never understand that
0: I don't know, because I think that the guy, I don't even know if Spurgeon's, the guy that they're named after is his first name. I think that may have been his last name. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon, yeah. His last name was, yeah, why did they not name his him Charles Spurgeon if he wanted to name him after the kid? Ugh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but you're right. They do have the most, like you said, <laughs> equally owed relationship. Um I, I'm curious as to where the money is coming from because I think Ben's job is being the kid's tutor, the younger Duggar children's tutor.
2: I think Jim Bob—so, okay, my understanding of this is that—oh, one other thing I meant to mention about Ginger and Jeremy is there's a lot of speculation that they have their own contract with TLC separate yeah. from Jim Bob, which I would believe because I think Jeremy has signed contracts in his life and knew not to go on a show without his own contract.
0: Yes. I'm I'm gonna get into the contracts later because I thought something that, that uh Derek said was very interesting to me. Um uh, I
2: think Jessica and what's his face? Ben for being such good soldiers get I mean, remember they all live in Arkansas in like properties paid for by Jim Bob essentially. So yeah. I could bet that Jim Bob gives them sixty thousand dollars a year, you know, mm-hmm. as like a payment, which for them in bumfuck Arkansas and they live frugally anyway like you know what I mean like I bet that they get like just like sixty thousand dollars a year from Jim Bob and Michelle and that includes like being family members Ben being a tutor and then being on the show and they live off of that and live quite comfortably plus whatever fab fun box money Jessica gets right (laughs)
3: so
2: they're Um, probably making like 80 to 90 thousand dollars a year between Instagram stuff and what they get from Jim Bob and they probably live quite comfortably that way. It's not like they travel and, like, wear designer stuff, you know? No, and they
0: still live in a very small house um, that they're quickly, um, you know, th- it's filling up. The house is filling up for sure. Um, I, it's also worth noting that Jessa also posted that Black Square, the image of God square,
2: yeah. it hashtag George Floyd. I saw. I was pretty surprised by that. I think it's because um Jessa doesn't care as much about followers, even though she has more than ginger. So I think that she can be weirdly, I think Jessa's just a lot less curated. Even though she has more followers, I think she cares less about her brand. Definitely.
0: She seems like her house is always messy and that the yeah. kids are messy. And that's like she,
2: like her feed looks nice, but it's not like saturated. It's like she doesn't even she doesn't use presets correct yeah uh
0: what fun um let's get to oh my gosh who do I want to talk about next I guess Jill okay Okay. Yeah, Um,
2: Jilly oh Jilly Muffin
0: sweet sweet Jilly Muffin the first girl to get married in the family
2: the apple of her parents eyes absolutely
0: in the beginning you could tell that J- derek was doing a mission trip when they first got together yeah and they went all the way over to i can't remember what nepal. country nepal that's right they went all the way over there to, jim bob took jill to meet this boy mm-hmm. Jim Bob
2: loved Derek. He thought he was the best guy. Derek was, like, obsessed with Jim Bob at the time. I think this is what people don't talk about. So I think Derek, as we said, grew up a lot more mainstream. And I think Derek, in his teenagehood, got a lot more fundamental. Um, That's a weird word, use of that word. But, like, he became a lot more conservative i think in his teen and young adulthood and like became really obsessed with like the jim bob school of christianity and uh-huh. i think that jim bob um wasn't very smart and discerning that like he'll probably walk back from that
3: uh-huh.
2: uh, i think a lot of people who become extremely religious in their late tw- teens and early 20s usually end up evening out <laughs> uh-huh. you know like they level out <laughs> a little bit and i think that jim bob didn't Take that into account. So I think he loved Derek because Derek was obsessed with him. And I think he loved the fact that Derek was becoming more religious. I think he kind of saw it as like Michelle because Michelle became more religious, um you know, when they were teens. And yeah. I think what Jim Bob fucked up with was not taking to, into account that Derek did live a worldly life and it would be easy for him to go back to one. And so, yeah, Jim Bob loved him, but I think because he thought. Derek was trying to like mold himself into Jim Bob.
0: Yeah, he fed Derek fed his ego.
2: Yeah, and that's sure. really what d-
0: that Jim Bob loves. But things took a turn quite quickly.
2: <laughs> well, not maybe not well, too quick. But can I tell you yeah. what my theory is? I think yeah. that Derek has like a serious opioid problem, mm-hmm. or did for a long time. Because do you remember what Derek used to look like? Then Derek like broke mm-hmm. his jaw around the same time that they were in Ecuador and he got that jaw surgery and suddenly he had lost like all that weight and he had those hollowed in eyes and that gaunt face like he screams opioid face to me for your listeners that don't know I am a recovering heroin addict so when I I mentioned this I mentioned it out of like like knows like <laughs> and when I when after that jaw surgery like I was like I think Derek's abusing pills like he his face screams of it yeah and here
0: was what I was wondering because there was also that time where they were talking about how he would throw up a lot is what about
2: <laughs> yeah, he's probably sick a lot of the times because I actually wouldn't be surprised if you didn't realize like uh oh whoops I'm addicted to these pills and like wouldn't take them and so then he'd get sick and not realize what was going on like there are a lot of people who get addicted to pills and then like have to google like like I've heard people say they like were taking pills for a while and didn't even realize they were addicted and then like googled like how to tell if I'm addicted to drugs right
0: yeah yeah I mean because they said that they went to the doctor quite frequently and the doctors couldn't figure out what the issue was um, but that's fair. If you're possibly getting pills from one doctor and then not going to the other, and they don't really know that your history, I would imagine, or they wouldn't think that you were addicted to drugs because you're this good Christian boy. And if you're going to the family doctor, like they're probably it's not going to be in their first instinct to yeah, think that you're addicted to drugs. Um, but yes, he he used to be he was always always thin, but he went from thin to what's happening here pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, very thin. And just like his face.
0: Yeah, it didn't look good. Dark circles, the whole thing. So they were in... I think it was actually El Salvador that they were in, doing their mission trip. Like the first year that they were married, they were living, you know, not well. You could tell that Jill was miserable being there, even though she they claimed that they kind of like connected on the fact that they both like doing missions and that that was sort of going to be potentially their life's work was always being out in the field. Which is another conversation we could have about how Christians, but specifically the Duggars view people out there internationally and how they just view them basically as heathens that they need (sighs) to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, it seemed like the reason why they moved back to Arkansas was because of how miserable Jill was. She was constantly scared. They were living in a, a high-crime area. Jill was not loving what was happening. Um, Remember so they...
2: around when Zika was happening? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and people are like, you're pregnant. Why are you going there? Like, what are you doing? Truly, truly awful.
0: I mean... Oh, what a nightmare. But yeah, things really took a turn. I'm not really sure when it happened, but it seemed kind of like Derek would go on Twitter, say things that were problematic. Beyond.
2: He would bully little Jazz (laughs) Jenny's.
0: Jazz completely talk about how it wasn't right and and how, you know, basically he didn't believe in transgender people and how disgusting she was. And you know, this girl's still a child. So even years now, years ago, it was like that much worse that she was like a kid that he was bullying. Um they eventually well, Derek eventually got kicked off the show. TLC yeah.
2: made a very strong statement. He against- tries to claim that he they quit. And it's like, please, please. No.
0: <laughs> TLC made a very clear and strong statement against him and his views. And he was the second person to get kicked off the show, basically. And Jill, I think they tried to integrate her, but then eventually that kind of fizzled out. And Derek's really taken to Twitter in a major way speaking out against the family speaking out against the show speaking about out against um, Jim Bob in particular he doesn't really ever comment about Michelle
2: because mm-hmm. um, I think Michelle's non inconsequential to Derek in TLC and all that you know what I mean like Michelle I think is more of like a terror in the home and that's not what Derek cares about
0: I, I totally agreed um, he's Also gone to law school, or he is a law student now. Yeah, Um, I think
2: he must be graduating. I thought he would be graduating this year, but I guess he's graduating next year because there's no talk of him graduating, right?
0: Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, as far as I know, he's still working on that. Um, He has referred to Jill as a victim of abuse um, in terms of the family and Jim Bob specifically he they now jill goes to therapy she's supposedly
2: talks about- with a licensed therapist which makes me feel very happy but i really hope it's not a pastor that happens to also be a therapist I- <laughs> agreed and there's a very high likelihood that, that is a lot case. of those pastors have like have psychology degrees and are licensed therapists
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, Derek also makes claims that the visitation to the Duggar house, and this is also what their cousin Amy has said, that visitation is very limited, that they basically cannot be there unless Jim Bob and Michelle are there, so they can monitor what
2: conversations are being had. Um, hey, Jill posted something on Father's Day. Did you see this? Um, for people with fathers that they can't talk to or something? It was Ooh, really nice. sad. She posted something. Let me see if I can find it. The thing, oh, father. She posted this in her stories from an account that's called "Hold on to your seat, Kara," a black female therapist. <laughs> okay. Jill okay. follows black people on Instagram. Like that. To that, to me, is a whole revelation. Yeah. Or wow. she, she clicked through and shared a black person's post. That is kind of revolutionary for Jill. Yeah. Um. So she posted this. It's an image. And it says, Father's Day might be difficult if your father was abusive. Your father passed away. Your father is in prison. Your father won't apologize. Your father is not active in your life. Your father, you're a father who is estranged from your child. Your father struggles with addiction. You're a father who lost a child. You wish... You knew your father better. Your father won't accept your truth. You're a man who wants to be a father but can't. You aren't able to visit your father because of the pandemic. Your father left home after a separation or divorce. And then the caption is, there are plenty of reasons why Father's Day is difficult for some. This, if this is a tough day for you, I see you. I acknowledge your pain. Take care of yourself. Interesting. Uh, I also think that that's incredibly poignant because I don't know if people who just casually follow the Duggars truly understand the importance of a father in these families um these are families that do not go to standard churches they do what's called home church and the father is not just the leader of the home like these these kids really are raised to believe that their dad is god in a way um like beyond just like a normal fa- like patriarchal family right like you still, especially in like even just like a mainstream religious family like i'm sh- you said like you still go to church there are the pastors and the mentors and the bishops and right like yeah. these people that are like like your father is important and there's probably a patriarchal bent to all of it and all of that stuff but there's not there's other men right that are like also influential in your life and that your father has to adhere to mm-hmm. um in these home church families that they don't go to school. They don't go to outside churches like Bill. So they all follow Bill Gothard, but Jim Bob like was the God in their house. So I think there's this extra layer of Jill stepping away from the family and stepping away from Jim Bob is really stepping away from God and like the religion that she knew as a child. Um, I don't know what her religion looks like today, but for Jill to like be speaking openly about having a hard time on Father's Day for she doesn't say exactly why, but implying that because there's unrest or abuse going on, like, yeah, that's really, really substantial for somebody who grew up being taught that, like, your father is the most important thing on this earth.
0: I agree. It's also worth mentioning that she did not post some Mother's Day posts for Michelle, <laughs> nothing at all. <sighs> <sighs> um, so. <sighs> To go back to them, just, okay, Derek said something that I found very interesting, which is with regard to the payment of the children.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That not only, like, what I knew was that the kids weren't getting paid for being on the show, but what
2: they I didn't insane. Know, That's fucking insane.
0: It is crazy, but it gets crazier. Is Derek says it. Jim Bob lied to all the kids and said that even he wasn't getting paid for the show that there was no exchange and that they were under the impression all the kids were under the impression that Jim Bob was just given free trips and outings in exchange for filming which I mean
2: it shows how cut off from reality all these kids are because the teen mom gangs making like $40,000 an episode at this point.
0: Right. That, to me, is, like, so
2: wildly unbelievable that you guys just thought that this was, like, a ministry.
0: He had painted this as a, a volunteer ministry. The show was
2: a volunteer ministry. Um, yeah. It Um It's so... That's so sick. That's so sick. And that he had those kids so brainwashed that they believed it. That you would even believe that is so so (laughs) well it just shows how cut off they are from like other reality tv stars too Mm -hmm. because like i mean i bet the sister wives cast like knows the little couple you know what i mean and like they talk about like what's TLC doing for you? What's TLC doing for you? Like there's conversations and like, what do your contracts look like? Do they give you this and this? Like they won't give us this, but we heard they're giving it to you. Like the fact that these kids were so cut off from like this world in which they were stars of is so wild to me.
0: It, it It's truly, truly crazy. Oh my gosh. And then, all okay, right. So then Derek also said that like, the conditions of filming that they were under took them to the brink of sanity, and it could have easily destroyed their lives if they had continued on, their, on that trajectory, which he said in December, and that they're now trying to pick up the pieces of filming, which I'm very curious about. Because he seems like he points to a lot of abuse in terms of them having to be on camera, and that's something that I, would, I need to know more about. He's alleging that he's writing a tell-all book and listen, bitch.
2: I'll buy it. (sighs) (laughs) I'm gonna give that fucking asshole money. I will say, though, I need everybody to remember that even though Derek Dillard is speaking out. Against Jim Bob, he has not ever publicly apologized for what he said about Jazz and all of the disgusting things that he's tweeted. So even though Jill's posting Black Lives Matter and I, it's re- I mean, and Jill's posting Black Lives Matter, not like made in the image of God shit. Um, mm-hmm. I really commend what they're saying, and I really think it's great that Derek is speaking out. Um, you know, it had to get really bad with Jill if Jill was allowing Derek to come out and speak about the Duggars. But I just want to remind everyone that Derek has not publicly disavowed any of his transphobia and homophobia. <laughs> like, he still seemingly believes in all of that shit. So just because I think it's really a big thing in reality TV fandom, where it's like somebody needs to be the bad guy and somebody needs to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind everyone that Derek is still a bad person.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like a George Conway situation with Kellyanne.
2: It's like... yeah.
0: This is Trump a lot, but he's still a fucking Republican who believes in all of these shitty things that are keeping. Who's
2: married him. to Kelly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's that you're literally
0: sleeping with the enemy. So you <laughs> know how much you hate Trump all you want, but yeah, no matter of the fact, there's you know anyway,
2: he pays um, your rent
0: essentially. <laughs> yeah, and then um, um, so Jill is. Maybe probably more worldly than even Ginger is. Yes. She wears shorts and pants. She has her nose. She no-
2: posted a picture of her thighs showing the other day. Ooh, she, know. like, was sitting down and her legs were out on, like, a chair. And, like, oh. I think she either pulls her shorts up or, I don't know, but you could see her entire thigh. Poor. Um, she
0: wears shorts and pants. (laughs) She She has her nose pierced. Yep. She's sending Israel to a traditional school.
2: Yeah. It's a public school.
0: A public school. She lets the boys dance, which is something that we don't talk about enough is that the Duggars do not dance. They think it's sinful.
2: Correct. Oh, another thing that Ginger does, I forgot to talk about this, is that Ginger... Another thing her and Jeremy have done that's very different from the Duggars is that they've embraced, um, like, Christian contemporary music and and even Kanye West, where the Duggars – because I've read the Duggars' daughter's book um, because I did it for a podcast, and they specifically mentioned that they don't listen to any, like, contemporary Christian music or any rock music that, like, is Christian because they think that it's, like, still bad. They think as long as you're, like, trying to – They don't like the, like, appearance of, like, secular things, even if it's Christian lyrics. So, for Ginger to be out here listening to Kanye West is, like, they're definitely trying to do something with their image, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think
0: the most scandalous music they listen to is, like, maybe something that has, like, a harder piano in the background. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Like, like that's... they don't listen to Amy Grant. They don't listen to yeah. I don't know any Christian contemporary people, but Amy Grant. But they don't listen to that stuff.
0: No, 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 not at all. Um, gosh, what is going on? So, they seem to really be going through it financially and otherwise. Yeah,
2: they're broke. Doesn't he? Doesn't Derek drive for like Uber or Uber Eats or something? Or he does Postmates? I think so. Uh, Which, like, no shame. You know, good for you. Get a fucking job. Like, I'm always telling these reality TV stars, like, if you don't want to be on reality TV, then go get a job. Like, and Derek is, so good for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, And and thank God that Jill's getting help professionally. Yeah. I want to know, like, oh God, I want to tell from Jill so bad. I want to know what happened with those deliveries. Like, she had two really traumatic births. That's another thing that we don't talk about with the Duggars. Remember when some of the Duggar girls were calling themselves midwives? (laughs) They still do. Jana does. Like, you're not a midwife. Like, because Arkansas (laughs) has no regulation and anybody can be a midwife. Like, midwives are nurse practitioners. Like, being a midwife is very hard. Like, you have to go to nursing school. And then I have a friend right now that's, um, she's been working as a nurse for like four or five years. And now she's doing like a midwifery program at I won't say the name, but like a very good university, mm-hmm. and it's like another three years. Like it's not, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not just like I've seen all eight. of. I, I think- went to eight births and assisted. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but Jill those traumatic births. I wonder if she even can have more babies.
0: Yeah, there were rumors that after her second child that she had been in the hospital for quite some time and, yeah. and that allegedly she may or may not be able to have children anymore, which. Yeah, yeah,
2: that it's like who fucking knows. But I think Jill has to do. I mean, the trauma of being a victim of molestation, the trauma of being raised in a very abusive family, the trauma of being the golden child in an abusive family is its own unique trauma because being the golden child actually isn't good either. You know, like yep. there's a lot of trauma that comes along with that. Then getting married when you're so long, living abroad, being disconnected, being ch- like, I oh, I can't imagine. I hope she's seen a real therapist. I really I know Derek says she is, but I hope she's seen an actual real one.
0: I, I fully agree. Um, so.
2: I kind of want to touch on the boys. Okay, I don't keep up with the boys nearly as much because you you know my rule is, like, I don't care about men. And anytime (laughs) I see criticism, if it's like, why don't you talk about men the same way you do women online? It's like, because I don't follow men, you idiot. Like... (laughs) (laughs) That is completely fair. I I will not begrudge you of that feeling. I
0: have similar feelings. But I think they try to, like act like their relationships aren't dark when of course they are
2: yeah Josiah
0: being I mean Josh we already spoke about Josiah I think is the second one for me
2: because with Lauren right he yeah he's yeah. well Lauren is her own brand of crazy (laughs) exactly Lauren is
0: a uh, she's a character she's a character for sure Josiah had been courting
2: a girl and then well hold on We we should back up that Josiah for many years had the gay rumors and was sent away to alert camp a lot, had his head shaved a lot. There were a lot of like Josiah's going to conversion camp rumors, which God only knows. The thing is, it's like the thing that I hate about that. We know that he went to alert, right? We know he got his head shaved. Alert is like their camp. Jana went to journey the heart like a hundred times, but um, the thing with the, we know they went to these camps, but these kids get sent to these camps for other reasons too. And I just don't love the, like he went to conversion camp stuff. If we don't actually know, just because conversion camp is so traumatic. So the idea of like, like it's just a rumor, but I think it is important in talking about Josiah that like this rumor existed or the specul rumors feels too strong. Okay, I feel like rumor is usually based on something. There's been speculation, which is usually based on just thoughts and feelings. Um, <laughs> there's been speculation about Josiah's, like, gender or sexuality for a long time.
0: Yes, a long, long time. And still, still. Um, yeah, still. <laughs> um, so he said he had a private Facebook under a pseudonym. Um, he was known as being outwardly defiant, which could be a a plethora of things. (laughs) Yeah, it
2: could be like, "Mm, no, I don't really like tater tot casserole, so I'm not going to have any. Right. (laughs) Um, he was dating a girl named Marjorie Jackson. They were courting. He was still a teenager
0: at the time, but this was in 2015, the same year that all the stuff came out about Josh. And that ended pretty abruptly. Oh, yeah,
2: because you know courtships are way beyond just the couple courting right it's like families agreeing to be associated with one another and i wouldn't be surprised if they were like oh well we don't want to be associated with the doggers anymore her parents right yeah
0: yeah um so then he ends up marrying this girl named lauren in june of 2018 she is very young yeah very young I think she was maybe 19 or so when they got married. Um, They had a kid pretty quickly. But she also, she's from a religious family, lots of kids. Not as many, obviously, as the Duggars, but six or seven kids. Her dad's a pastor. Um, They're just very interesting to me because it seems like she has no idea, had no idea what she was getting herself into. Um, That she probably didn't know a lot about the family. There's just like a naivete to her that makes me uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. she has no clue what she's married herself into. Yeah.
2: She also, you know, I don't know. She's trying really hard to be an Instagram influencer. So hard. So, so hard. The thing that was very dark is
0: that she had a miscarriage her first. Baby uh, Asa baby Asa and she was not His. Deal- yeah not dealing with it in a, a healthy way in my mind she it doesn't seem like people were really a support system to her she would talk about him in a way that was like just you know I don't want to begrudge anybody a lot miscarriages are very
2: normal but it just seemed like she just wasn't well, I think there's like, you. a couple of things. It seems like she kind of branded it as content on her Instagram in a lot of uh-huh. ways. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is definitely a thing that yeah. is uncomfortable. And, yeah, I think that she just... I think Lauren is just, like, very desperate to be one of the doggers and doesn't seem to be fully accepted as one.
0: Yeah, and I wonder why that is. I have no idea. It doesn't seem like she has a close relationship with the girls.
2: No, she's not ever really included in, like, the girl stuff. Mm Mm-mm. Not in the way that,
0: like, Anna is, even, which is telling.
2: (laughs) Well, I think the issue is is like, Anna came along when the girls were so young. You know what I mean? Like, they were still teens and, like, excited about getting a new sister. And I think now it's just more realistic where it's like, oh, we have so many fucking sisters. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we don't need a new one. True, true, true. Um, well, I think also is not a Jim Bob favorite. No, I
0: mean he he I I think it's pretty clear that he was the one who gave him the most trouble, if you want to call it that.
2: Yeah. So I think that, that I think that the favorites of um Jim Bob like trickle down to the relationships between the kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh.
2: Um the
0: other Boy, relationship that makes me uncomfortable is oh, I think his name is Joseph. Mm-hmm. He has a wife named Kendra, right? Famously, I think she has a chicken nugget shaped head, and
2: that's yeah. Not famously, she, she does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, it, it's no shade to her. She's a cute girl. Her <laughs> Look, facts is, are like facts. The- <laughs> I can't deny it. We should be able to be loud and proud about
2: that. <laughs> what do you what are we gonna do? Just not acknowledge your chicken nugget shaped head? <laughs> no, that's crazy.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just five dollars. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think it's also important to say that Joseph has a little wagon in the back of his pants. He's <laughs> It is... Crazy to me. They just had their first baby, right? They have a little baby. Um,
2: no, they just have their second kid. Oh, okay, okay. Um, wait, can we talk about Joyanna? Oh, absolutely. Okay. When I watched this Duggar wedding special, the first moment I saw Joy Joanna, I gasped because she is a small child in this. Like she is eight years old probably. And I was like, oh my god, she's married and is now on her second pregnancy. Right mm-hmm. now. Like, Joanna and Austin could be on Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. they are the same. They're younger than most of the cast of Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. They're so young, but we're all supposed to pretend like it's okay because they're married.
0: Yeah. Kendra and Joy are probably around the same age. And they were friends. They did a lot of the things around the same time. Like, Joseph proposed to kendra at joy's wedding
2: reception (laughs) (laughs) which is weird um they have a lot of time when you have a wedding every weekend like sometimes you just you know there's no other time (laughs) gotta fit it in you're right
0: you're absolutely right um
2: in between the
0: cheddar cheese plates and the ice cream you you gotta fit it in (laughs) They, yeah. Joy is very young. I think she was nineteen when she got married, and this was kind of like she was sort of like the end of the rash of girls getting engaged. Yeah, because um, she's like she's like six years younger than Jill. Joy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Very young. It makes me sad for her because she was sort of like if Ginger was the one girl who I thought was be, would escape, then Joy was kind of like the second one. She seem
2: to all eyes on Jennifer now
0: (laughs) all eyes on Jennifer it makes me sad Joy and Austin are an interesting couple it seems like Austin has kind of like a man of the house but he's also kind of a non-starter like
2: yeah well I think Jim Bob really likes the husbands that are non-starters he seems to he likes Ben. He likes Austin. Like I think he likes the husbands that don't have any opinion. I think he begrudges Jeremy, um, because I think he knows that Jeremy is like aiming for something big and would rather Jeremy be on his good side than his bad side. Um, yeah. I think why he hates Derek so much and his seemingly pretty open with his hate with Derek is because he knows Derek is kind of a flop and like isn't gonna be you know what I mean? Like he's not like Jeremy he has to keep in his pocket because if Jeremy's leading a mega church, like he'll have more influence than Derek ever will. And I think Jim Bob understands that. But I think for like Ben and Austin, like that are just willing to like go with the flow and live in a Jim Bob owned house and like do whatever Jim Bob tells them to, like that's what he likes.
0: I, I couldn't agree with you more. It, Jeremy has aspirations beyond what makes Jim Bob comfortable.
2: Yeah, but I think he knows that like he could succeed in them.
0: Absolutely. So uh, it's like
2: better to just keep him on your good side. And if you'll notice, Ginger, um, if she's around Jim Bob and Michelle, puts a skirt on. Uh uh-huh. So she, I think that they have like a an agreement with Jim Bob and Michelle. You know, and like there's still enough respect there. I think what drove fucking Jim Bob crazy was that Derek and Jill were like, no, we're not doing this and we're not going to pretend to be doing it like why we're around you.
0: Yeah, they had a whole conversation between Michelle and Ginger last season in which they were like, Ginger, we noticed that you're dressing like a slut. (laughs) <laughs> so you guys, we can see the outline of your legs. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, you guys, like I'm clearly being like relative to the situation. No, she's
2: not. Kara texts me all the time and says, I see what you're wearing on Instagram and I think you're a slut. <laughs> I say, Kara, please. <laughs> Don't uh, <laughs> that, that hemline is a little bit
0: too short. <laughs> you need to think about it. Um they had a whole conversation with michelle and ginger where ginger like broke down in tears because she wore pants snowboarding and michelle had to like calm her down and be like well you know we have our ideals but like their kids are free to do whatever they want you know within the parameters of
2: A.K. like as long as their husband says it's okay then we can't say anything because that's the agreement that we've made
0: Seeing Ginger, a grown-ass woman with a child and a husband, (laughs) cry to her mother over wearing snowboarding pants was, like, truly so, so demented to me. And this happened in 2018, you guys. Well,
2: because they had to have that conversation because I think the audience was confused.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, fair. Completely, completely fair. Um, So in terms of this season, there is going to be a coronavirus special that comes
2: out on Tuesday. Just what I was looking for. You know, I thought to myself, what are the Duggars doing about coronavirus? <laughs> and
0: from there, they're going to be starting the rest of the regular season. I think it's on July 7th. Uh, How did they
2: film it? I think I think this happened Pre-coron- pre-shutdown. pre They'll do a special yeah. and that, because they can't just launch into regular episodes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think Uh, we'll get a Black Lives Matter March participation? (laughs) Little Josie walking down (laughs) the way. You know what's nice? You know what? The one nice thing about the Duggars is that we don't have to worry about, like, performative wokeness on their TV show. True. Amen for that. They are really, um, yeah. They (laughs) They live as bigots out loud and don't care who knows it. I'm literally imagining Josie putting up a black power fist and it's like to another planet. Um, I cannot wait to see what life is like for Jennifer, Johanna, and Josie. I am very curious about them as adults because, I mean, Jim and Michelle are, what, 60 now? They're old. Yeah. Like, they are, there's no way that they are raising them with the iron fist that,
3: no. they raised
2: the other kids with and I wonder how I mean I would imagine Jan is pretty strict but like even the buddy system is probably mostly gone awry because there aren't enough kids at home to be buddies and you know I just have a lot I'm just very curious about like what those little girls because then there are three of them all in a row that are close in age with the gr- you know and they're all girls like I'm just very curious about what their adulthood will look like because There's, I mean, Josh is, what, 20 years older than Josie? Like, there is a huge age difference, and you would have to imagine there's a huge difference in the way Jim, Bob, and Michelle, and Jana are raising those girls. Absolutely.
0: I mean, just for, like, a lot of reasons. One, because regardless of religious differences, like, if there's a large age gap, there's going to be a difference in how they're parented.
2: Yeah. Money difference, lifestyle difference. I mean, the money, the little amount of money that they had when the four girls were babies versus these three girls. I mean, they're multimillionaires now.
0: Exactly. And then the other thing that I think is a huge dynamic is that there was like a bunch of girls and then a bunch of boys. So now yeah. the only thing that's left now is a bunch of boys, and we know that they treat the boys very differently in terms of their responsibilities. Yeah. girls were, like, the girls were responsible for taking care of
2: the boys, and now... Oh, my God. Jana must be doing so much work, because there aren't... uh, There's not any big girls to help her cook and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And... Let's see how old all these boys... How old is Jackson now? Jackson was always my favorite when they were kids.
0: Oh, how old is he? I'm
2: looking it up right now. There has to be, like, a complete list of their... Oh, God. Just show me a list of their age. How are their children, ages. 16. Wow. I cannot believe Jackson is 16. Crazy. Okay. Hold on. I want to see. Yeah. Josie is 10. Oh, my God. Look at her. Oh, little... wait. I forgot Jordan. I forgot it went Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan, and Josie. Jordan is always a name that I don't ex- I'm always like, I can't believe I have a child named Jordan. With a Y. Yeah, but yeah, there's a big difference. I mean, you know, so Jackson is 16. You have to figure James and Justin are going to be out of the house soon being married. Um, So, okay, so Jeremiah, Jason, and Jeremiah, Jason, and Joseph are probably going to be married soon. Or not Joseph, Jeremiah, Jason, and James are probably going to be married soon. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there will only be five or six kids in the house. Which is like, that makes a big difference. Wait, which is the one that's running for Congress?
0: Oh, gosh. I think it's um, Jedediah. Yes, I think you're right. I think he is. Um, Oh, my God. What a joke. What a joke that is.
2: (laughs) And isn't he not even living there? Oh, sorry. I was saying Jeremiah. Oh, because Jeremiah and Jedediah are twins i forgot they're the second set yeah jed is running for state representative and doesn't he not even live in the address that he's claiming he lives in an apartment but he lives in the big house yeah he apparently he lives in the house his he's running on a pro-life pro-business pro pro family those are all my values (laughs) my podcast is a pro-life (laughs) pro-business podcast (laughs) The two things I care about most: pro life and being pro business.
0: <laughs> his his tagline is job growth, conservative values, and religious liberty, which is could I mean religious liberty is like the biggest. No, sir, come on.
2: Yeah, apparently he's. He, you know, he's... Arkansas is famously. Um, very, very repressive against Christians. So I think it's really good that he's going to be in the Arkansas state house representing Christians, a very underserved community there.
0: Yeah. And, and members of the NRA.
2: uh, They're very, very
0: oppressed. A grossly underfunded organization that has no power in this country. Um, Yeah. It's, it's wild to me. I, it's surprising to me that they would allow Jed to run for anything when he's not married.
2: Yeah, but I think the boys are kind of allowed... I mean, as we saw John David lived, like... I mean, he didn't get married until he was, what, 28? Yeah. I think the boys are just allowed to do what they want. Was it Jeremiah or Je- Jedediah that got in trouble with the the hurricane relief in the Bahamas last year? Oh, my God. What? Do you remember this? No. One of them was getting in trouble for... um Fake fly, like, they were flying in and, like, not delivering the resources they were promising. Mm. Um, and I think Bates were involved with this. Duggar Bahamas. There was a scandal that oh. felt like, you know, when you look at something you go, I honestly can't read all this, so I'm just never going to know. Yeah. <laughs> So it, I'm, I'm seeing an article that's saying that the Duggar family was
0: down there for hu- Hurricane Dorian, mm-hmm. and the Bates were there, um, that they were maybe more harmful to the situation than helpful. They were, um, somebody's claiming that they were insufferable.
2: Uh, the there the money too, I think.
0: Yeah, can- carrying handguns and commandeering supplies from the staging area. That's what it was.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: They, the, the Duggar boys and their friends used their know-how to get a golf cart up and running, but then refused to allow any other organization to use it. That um, they managed to get air conditioning functioning in a single building, then later
2: denied access to that building to others, including a 70-year-old woman. Oh, God, the Duggars brought Chick-fil-A sandwiches with them to the Bahamas. Guys, we really can't go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> We can't we can't the do- one of the duggers posted um a picture of some boys at the alert camp with food donated from Chick Fil A. They
0: they say every like big family event that they have there's you you can spot the lemonade jugs from a mile away the sweet tea jugs, the the nugget
2: platter, Chick Fil A is always
0: there. But like
2: see there. that Chick Fil A donated to like the conversion camp like, literally donated food to the camp that they used to, like, brainwash children. They literally, like,
0: we're not going to be donating to any LGBT organizations and then, like, two weeks later turned around and, <laughs> and did exactly that. Yeah. it. I mean, they're really horrific. And you know what? I love Polynesian sauce as much as the next bitch. But you gotta give it up. You gotta give it up um so do you have any final thoughts about the family
2: you know no i just think the family is very interesting and i think they're going to be here forever i agree even though i looked at the instagram uh
0: the the video announcing the next season and the preview for the season and most of the comments were all these people do or get married and breed why do we have watch this again (laughs) it's the same thing every season is the same why this needs to end it's so boring it's not going to end unless it ends on their own terms i'm just going to tell you guys that right now
2: no jim bob will be like i mean we'll see jim bob's funeral on tv god willing one day
0: (laughs) one day soon let's hope um yeah Crazy, crazy. So, thank you so much for talking about this. I of feel course. like every time, like therapeutic,
2: and I get a lot off of my spirit. Good. And I mean, it has to go somewhere, you know. Where it just holds you down. You can't let those darkers get you down, Kara.
0: <laughs> and it's been years. It's been years. When I started thinking about this new podcast, they were literally the first thing that I wanted to talk about. So, I'm, I'm glad be able to talk
2: about it now well Uh, thank you for having me on to talk about such an important (laughs) subject (laughs) oh thank you so much tell people where they can find you okay Okay, if you like the show teen mom listen to my teen mom podcast it's called feathers in my hair if you want you can come on over to my patreon at patreon.com slash liz explains and i do a podcast where i talk about everything pop culture and i just recap random pop culture things. Kara's been on there quite a few times. I talk about things like True Life and MTV's Fat Camp and the Duggars and YouTube, a ton of YouTube and influencer talk. And it's really just like my musings on all things pop culture. And it's so fun to do. And I love it. And if you like everybody's business of mine, you'll probably like Liz Explains It All.
0: I I fully, fully agree. You get my endorsement. After I endorsed Jed for state state representative i will <laughs> be endorsing
2: jed to endorse my podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh we should see if jeremy
0: will, will um endorse feathers in my hair on his cameo i, I would
2: drop money for that. Ooh, great great good idea <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much liz you have a great day thanks Kara. bye